New Jersey, 1947. A man is driving down a dark, remote road surrounded by woods. He is accompanied by his wife and two children. The mood is happy. They are singing the song, Bingo. Suddenly, a loud noise causes the car to shake. It's a flat tire. The man pulls over, grabs his flashlight, and gets to work changing the tire. Holding a flashlight and changing the tire proved to be a difficult task. He fumbles and drops his flashlight. By this point, the kids have fallen asleep. The man approaches the car to ask his wife for help holding the flashlight when an unseen force suddenly pulls him into the darkness. His wife, terrified, searches for him but to no avail. The man simply disappeared into the endless woods. A search party is called up the next morning. Local law enforcement, volunteers, and dogs eventually find the man's body. He's dead, and apparently had met a violent end. One of his legs had been eaten off. One of the searchers is visibly sick. Suddenly, a member of the search party makes another harrowing discovery. A mysterious figure is seen in the forest, described as tall as a house, and had escaped into a cave. Law enforcement surrounds the cave, guns drawn. Movement is detected, and the officers open fire on God knows what. This is The X-Files, Season 1, Episode 5, The Jersey Devil, and you're listening to the Tape Store Podcast. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we're back to reopen another X-File. Yes, absolutely. This first season is great. We're only five episodes in. And it's great to see how they're really taking their time developing the mythology and the world of the X-Files. Yes. Still seeing Mulder and Scully learn each other. Yeah, and I think it, it, I, it means more now, having already seen it. And now we're going back through it with, you know, more years attached to us. Yeah. And the the novelty is, I don't want to say it's worn off, but we've already had our initial reactions to the show. So now we can right. dive deeper. It's it's really, really great. Well, when we decided to do the pilot episode for the podcast, that really got us into just watching, just yeah. st- starting over and going through the show. So we're actually a little bit ahead. Yeah, we would, of, we would watch them not for the podcast. We'd be like, all right, let's, watch let's just start one. watching. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually going back and watching them yes. again. Again, again. <laughs> and this episode didn't really impact me. At first. At first. It was watching it again mm-hmm. for the show where I really... And I got I to gotta thank the people who follow us on Instagram, our listeners, who really kind of were excited about this episode that really made me go, okay, I really need to pay attention. Yeah, if you're our friends, JD, um, Adam, they were like, oh, I love this episode. Yeah. We're like, okay, we need to like... Really pay attention. Open our minds a little bit. Because even with critics, this got fairly average reviews compared to especially the other episodes. Yeah, I just think it needs it needs a second look. Yeah. The Jersey Devil is a Monster of the Week episode. Okay? It's directed by Joe Napolitano, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. written by Chris Carter, who created the show. 
It was aired initially on October 8th, 1993. And again, this is season one, episode five. And again, as I said, this is a monster of the week, not really a part of the overarching narrative. Right. But this episode really presents some interesting questions. I feel like the first four episodes, I mean, there is a focus on Mulder and Scully. Yeah, for sure. As a pair and individuals. As a pair and as individuals, right? Yes. But Mulder's obsession Mm -hmm. with the unknown, the paranormal, what happened with his sister, we've been getting a lot of... By this point, we're getting a lot of fleshing out of what's going on with Mulder. Yeah, and I feel like that's also due in part just to his nature because he because he's obsessive. It's a lot's going to end up being about him, not necessarily on purpose, but it's just how it is. Well, I think we talked about that too about yeah. how the, Scully is coming into Mulder's quest. Yes, she's the new. But eventually, she becomes an equal sharer, right, in the quest. It's just not happening yet. Right, and and that's partly because she ha- she gets to choose whether she wants to do that or not. And I think this episode begins that, that look into that. Right. I think that this episode is different because we're actually looking from Scully's perspective more than Mulder's. Yeah. As far as looking at internally what's going on. Yeah, well, as far as certain things. I would say so. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very focused on Scully's frame of mind and the decisions she's making internally. Yes, which I love because we've been seeing a lot of Mulder's perspective. Yeah, you know, and we and we should we need and and I, and it's good that they give us doses of each because we love each. You right. know, we no. all the, the audience is here for both of them, right. so we want to see each yeah. person's story. So I hope we explain that well. What I'm basically saying is what we're basically saying is the mm-hmm. first four episodes we really have to flesh out what's going on with Mulder. Because, not because Mulder's more important, but because the X-File is his baby when Scully yeah. comes along. When Scully comes along, Mulder is, is neck deep in it. Yeah, well, he's, he's set the foundation. Yeah. And now we're building on that. So, right. But in this episode, we're really focusing on what's going on inside Scully. Right. Yes. We've, we've, we've really been fleshing out what's going on inside of Mulder because, like Brooke said... It was, you know, the X-Files was already something in motion. Scully just, you know, she came in. Yeah, she came in. And it's like, I mean, we we pointed this out in the very first episode. There was a lot of, for, for me, I liken Scully to a Clary Starling. She came into this male-dominated world. So we're, at, at first glance, we're seeing her as, okay, here's this woman, this powerhouse woman. Yes. Trying to figure out, not how she'll fit, because I think she she comes in and, and people may, may, they make room for her. So I think she doesn't. But she, we're yeah. we're trying to figure out how she's figuring out her role and how she is going to combat all these issues. Yes. But now we're looking at a much more personal thing. I think, and what I think makes Scully powerful, and this is just my opinion, is that she's really not thinking about breaking a ceiling. I don't think she's not. You're. I think you're, she's you're really. Right. She's just doing. Mm-hmm. What she's doing, and because she's not thinking about it, she is breaking the ceiling. Yes, we because I think we we t- you mentioned that it just because she just comes and she's like, oh, I'm not worried about proving myself. No, I she's know not. I'm good. She knows she's good, and it's not a cocky thing. It's just look, it's a fact. She, I'm good at this. Right, she's not. I mean, I don't know. I I, love her. I, I just I'm like I said, <laughs> I, I'm not very eloquent with this. I'm just saying that Scully is good because she's just like when she went into that biker bar. Yes, <laughs> and she's not concerned weirded out scared she's more like i don't like this place i'm fine being here if something bad goes down i'll deal with it i just would rather be somewhere else yeah 
So it's not. Yeah, she's but, she is in no way a damsel in distress. No, in no never. Way. But the thing about it is, there's some interesting questions that she's that she's either asking herself. Yes. Or is being presented with in this episode. And we're going to get into it without I'm, I'm, further ado. I'm ready. I'm ready to get to okay, that Okay, so we open. <laughs> after our cold opening, which took place in New Jersey, 1947, yeah. we go to Washington, D.C., FBI headquarters, which we know is home base for our heroes. Yes. Agent Scully arrives to the office and walks in on Mulder looking at a suggestive magazine. <laughs> now, Mulder claims that he's reading this particular magazine due to a paranormal article that's featured in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Scully yep. doesn't seem to buy it. Either way, she <laughs> just wants to move on. She quickly moves on to a breaking <laughs> a breaking case. A body was found in the New Jersey woods, missing its right arm and shoulder. Now, remember, this is 1993. Right. We're, we're not talking about what happened in the cold opening. Right, right. Scully is talking about something that has happened recently. Okay. So, what this is telling us is there's something going on in the woods of New Jersey. And there has been. Yes. Evidence suggests that the arm and shoulder were eaten off by a human. Mulder is immediately interested. Of course. Which tells us that he already senses a connection, and he asks, where in New Jersey? (laughs) Scully answers that it's just outside of Atlantic City, and he says it's not an uncommon place to lose a body part. He's referring to the Pine Barrens. It's a very large wooded area. Right. And he immediately goes to his file. And he asks the key question that this episode will address. Ever heard of the Jersey Devil? And Scully, of course, has. Many of us have, actually. It's it's a legend. Right, urban, urban legend. Yeah, Scully refers to it as the East Coast Bigfoot. A monster that supposedly lurks around the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Dangerous, aggressive, scary. Yeah. You know. Um, so Mulder knows about this. Scully's heard of it. And Mulder then takes us back to 1947, to the cold opening. Right. Where the father of the family with the flat tire was attacked and killed with similar wounds, eaten off, you know, legs eaten off, you know. Uh, Mulder also fills us in on what happened after the cold opening. Remember, when we left the cold opening, the officers were firing into the cave. Right. Didn't really see what happened. We went to our Haunting X-Files intro. The police killed a large naked man. A man whose autopsy showed human flesh in his large intestine. Mm-hmm. Mulder refers to him as a beast man. Scully demands the autopsy report because she wants that hard evidence. Right. But the autopsy port report conveniently disappeared, of course. Of course it did. Yeah. Scully goes to her usual explanation that this is a legend, a folktale. This is not uh, this Jersey devil. You know. Right. Mulder heard the same story, too. She goes, look, I heard the story, Mulder. Mulder said, I heard it, too, only I believed it. I love that. Which is, you know, that th- therein lies our yeah. hero and heroine. Whether or not the legend is true, there's something attacking people in the woods of New Jersey. And Mulder said, look, come with me. It's a few hours away. You know, everything, when you get up into New Jersey and Maryland and yeah, Virginia, yes. th- that cluster, everything's close together. It is. It a is. lot of state lines there. So they decide in an unofficial capacity to go to New Jersey, Atlantic City, and figure out what the heck's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, Mulder's like, hey, let's make a weekend of it. Right. <laughs> Atlantic City Morgue is our next stop. More blanks are filled in at the morgue in Atlantic City. The victim that we're talking about that they that that Scully is informing informed Mulder of. Right. This is the new case, not the nineteen forty seven case. This is the, yes. the the most recent one. The victim was a homeless man. His name was Roger Crockett. And he had bite marks that are indeed human when they're talking to the medical examiner in Atlantic City. They're interrupted, though. 
by a real peach of a guy. Right. <laughs> Detective Thompson, played by actor Wayne Tippett, who is not okay with Mulder and Scully interrupting his investigation and asking questions. He wants them to leave, refuses to cooperate with Mulder, and they kind of have this stare down. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Mulder does leave because Mulder and Scully, again, it's not a case that they're assigned. Right. I mean, it, to be fair, like, they were stepping on toes a little bit. Right. You know, they were kind of, Mulder's just kind of lurking and trying to, you know, see if this is something he'd be interested in. Right. And Scully, of course, is like, oh, well, you know what? Too bad. That's the way the popcorn pops didn't work out right. for us, right? <laughs> but Mulder knows that there's something to discover. He's got his his brilliant intuition, almost supernatural. He wants to stay for a night. Scully can't stay, though. She has her godson's birthday party to attend. Mulder tosses her the keys, much to Scully's disappointment. She's got to take a three-hour drive mm-hmm. back to... Although he did ask, is it a date first? But it's not. Right. If her, he was a little, he was, yeah. you know, he was it's like, well, hold on a minute. They're checking. Yeah. She, he, they're they check checking on, on each other. They check on each other. Yeah. It's, they're it's doing fun. the BFF like, oh, yeah. I don't like you, but are you right. with somebody else? They have yeah. a very, yeah, it's very, and we've already talked about that. And I love that. it. We're all here for it. And we've already talked about that in, in previous episodes mm-hmm. about how it's more than friendship. It's not. It's deep, though. It's, it's deep. Not, it's not romantic no. at this point. But it's definitely more than just platonic. They have a very They have an powerful, actual connection. Yeah, it's great. And we love it, and we're here for it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Scully has to go back. She has to drive three hours back to D.C. alone. In Friday night traffic. Right. While Mulder stays to investigate. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to stay here. No, his <laughs> obsession it takes precedence. And that, you know? and that's, I feel, it's not an issue yet, but it is go- it, it, it's, it presents itself as it's going to be an issue. It's like, for me, it's foreshadowing the further seasons. Right. Like, his obsession will always take a front seat. Yes. For the most part. Now, if Scully's in no. danger, he's going to drop everything to help yeah. her. But, like, as far as just their work is concerned, his obsession right. will take a front seat. He is, and we're going to see the lengths Mulder will go yes. in this episode right. to to try to figure out, you know, right. the truth. Of course. You know? So, he's going to investigate off the grid, right? That evening, Mulder seeks out the park service of the state of New Jersey. While he's in Atlantic City, he finds a park ranger who is you know, over that area where the body was found. Right. We meet park ranger Peter Bull, B-O-U-L-L-E. He's played by actor Michael McRae. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. I just, I figured it was Bull. Sure. So he found the body of the most recent victim, Roger Crockett. Ranger Bull informs Mulder that most people don't really roam the woods because they're afraid of the devil. Right. As in the Jersey devil. Mulder asks Bull, what he thinks of the legend. And again, Mulder asking questions is because Mulder wants to see... He, he's, I how, think, he wants to see how they're going to answer because that will tell him right. if they believe or it's not. It's more than just... He's not being... It's not just casual conversation. No. Mulder is trying to figure out... There's always a motive. Uh, there's a motive and it's generally... He, he it's, it's lots of different things that he's figuring out. He's a brilliant guy. So... He asks Mul- uh, Bull what he thinks of the legend, and Bull is hesitant to, hesitant to respond, but admits to seeing weird stuff over his tenure as a ranger. It's clear that Ranger Bull believes in the legend, yeah, but is reluctant to share that he does because if he for obvious reasons, right? Yeah, because people he, do not believe in that. Yeah, stuff. he doesn't want to be seen as a crackpot. But if he only knew, mm-hmm. which he's going to find out, of course, that Mulder is a is a true believer. So Bull recounts a story four years ago. Four years previous to this. Seeing a naked man in the woods lurking around, behaving animalistic. 
bull knows something it's it's something extraordinary but he doesn't want to, again be pegged as a crazy person right yeah you know, he says look i got a pension coming up i don't want to be like you know i don't yeah want i need to... my job yeah Mulder, knowing he's found a, fe- a fellow true believer asks bull to follow up with him if he sees anything meanwhile very important we follow scully back at home we see a lighter side of scully we open up i believe on a um a child that had fallen wearing like a, a gorilla mask or something right. like they're, they're playing <laughs> yeah. and she picks him up off the floor. Yeah. So what's funny is, you know, we see Scully. She's very reserved. Mm-hmm. She really is. You know, when, when they go places, she's, she's not, she's ex- stoic. Yeah. She's not very expressive, mm-hmm. but we're seeing a different side of her. We realize we're seeing work Scully. Yes. There's a work Scully and a home Scully. Right. Which, I mean, we all have that, but we've not gotten to see Homeschool yet. No. She's picking kids up off the floor. She's serving and cleaning up. And she she's even dressed lighter. Yeah. Like, her colors are lighter. And she's interacting with these little kids. She's not acting like the Scully that we saw walk into no. the biker bar, <laughs> which is, like, stoic She doesn't, and yeah, because, like, like, at a biker bar, she didn't feel like she belongs. She feels like she belongs here. Yeah. And, and this she, birthday, it's like a birthday party yeah. with all these kids. It's crazy. So we're seeing this... The the spectrum of Scully's character has yeah. ex- really gets expanded here. Yes. Uh, when talking to her godson's mother, Ellen, the subject of Mulder comes up, and Scully right away says, well, he's a jerk. And then she goes, well, he's not a jerk. But he's obsessed <laughs> with his work. Which we so, mentioned. So interestingly, you know, you know, Mulder coming up and, and seeing that tells us that, you know, Mulder obviously has become a big part of her life, and her opinion of him is something that that I think moves around. Yeah, she's warring with it. Yeah, like her, you know, he's a jerk. No, he's not, you know. <laughs> Which, I mean, even we think that sometimes. Right. So while at this party, she meets Rob, who's one of the the party goers, I guess. One of the kids' dads. I guess one of the friends of her godson. Yeah. Well, it's one of their dads. Yeah. One of the party goers. He's single. He's attractive. Yeah, he looks, to- he's, he's, got a, he's got a nice 90s yeah. dad look. He's put together. He's previously divorced. So there's this inner question we're seeing that Scully yeah. is dealing with. It doesn't take long to see. I think if you're really looking at the story and you're looking at these characters and you've seen Scully the first four episodes, it's very clear like, okay, there's a question being presented yeah. here. So when we were watching this scene, I like kept, I like wouldn't be quiet. I was like, ah, ah, because like, I kept seeing the, the way when you were looking at Scully and how she would watch the kids. Now this is a, crazy kids party and anyone who has kids knows kids has been to a you know you're an you're an aunt uncle whatever you've been to those kids parties you know it's just nuts and it's like oh my god you know these little crazy people right but the way for a split second scully's looking at the kids she's like smiling she's like oh, she's enjoying sweet it. i yeah. like this and for me immediately as a working mom and and remembering back to when I was just working and not a mom yet, I was like, this right here we're watching, um, this is, I want to be careful to say, it's every woman's, uh, many woman, women's struggle, but I would also venture to say many caregivers struggle because there's lots of stay-at-home dads, there's lots of dads that are at home or, you know, dr- juggling between the workforce and home. So, you know, I say women, but also, you know, some men um, you sit there and you go, I, I, I love my career so much. Yeah. And I love this very different, warm, maternal world as well. 
Now, how do I reconcile the two? Because like she said, oh, Moles are jerk. Oh, no, he's not. Because she loves it. Yeah. But she also loves. She does love the work. Yes, she loves the work, as she should. And she's, she's still. She's made for it. But she's also, I feel like I'm watching her go, but, I'm, but maybe I'm also made for this. And how do, I, how do I do both without one of them taking a major hit? And, and maybe that's just because I've had that thought before right. that I see it. But I, I, it was neat seeing Scully, who was just so cool. Yeah. And I, war with this in her mind. Right. And I'm not just saying this about Scully because she's a woman and, and the whole cult of domesticity thing. I, I, I don't think the, the questions being presented, should Scully just quit her job and quit being, you know. Right. No, that's never on the table. You know, an FBI agent so she could, you know, so she can just be a, a mom. No, but she she seems to want both, or it's, in this moment. And I think it's more than just being a mom. I think it's the idea of of falling in love, having a family. You yeah, know. just well stability because right. Mulder represents anything but stability. No, right. So it's a choice between two worlds. Yeah, the world of stability and uh, I think pre- uh, be, being able to live a life that's fairly predictable. Yeah. Or which at least has its, I think, or which I think, has its you know positives. I, I think we desire predictability. I mean, being a parent. It's anything predictable. Right. predictable. <laughs> it can become monotonous, though. I'm also not right. saying that. You know, but, familiarity brings contempt. Right. So I think it's a life of what would eventually be a familiar life and a predictable and maybe a comfortable life. Yeah, comfortable. I think comfort is what she's looking at. Versus really more than just a career with Mulder. This is, she, I don't even think she quite realizes yet Mm-mm. that this is a quest. This is going to consume right. her life. Well, and she's already... In the, you know, the small amount of time she's been on the job, she's been, you know, accosted by, like, random, right. like, Secret Service people. She's oh, had yeah. to rescue Mulder from the Jaws of Death. She's had to right. be rescued. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty intense life. Right. And, and that's not because I believe that mothers, parents, mothers, fathers that dedicate their lives to their children and raising a family to be productive in society and to, to make society better... Those are heroes as well. Absolutely. And it's work. So what 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 I'm saying is... Both have value. Yeah. And that Scully, again, is being presented with this. Mm-hmm. How do I balance? How do yeah. I reconcile? Who takes the hit? She's trying... Because someone yeah. will take... I mean, look, we so, all, you know, we're working parents. Uh, somebody but, always takes the hit, yeah. you know? But she's going to give it a go this episode. She's right. Gonna, she's going to try to do both. Mm-hmm. She's going to give it a go. Okay, girl. And the fact is, and I wanted to address this yeah. before we move on, Scully is a woman of faith. Yes. So she's a right. woman of faith, and, and family is, it, it, she's a Catholic. Yes, a Christian specifically faith. Catholic. And family is very core. Oh, absolutely. To the Christian faith. So, And definitely the, to Catholicism. So, so these are things that Scully truly believes are important. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's so, a good point. So I, I don't think that, you know, the, the episode is just trying to say, well, because Scully's the female, no. she's going to have this, um, this, this, this struggle with, should I be at home with children? I think it's right. all. It really has nothing to do with her being a as, woman or not. As much as I do think, it also speaks to the fact that she is a, a woman of deep religious conviction. Right. So loving other people is something that's core to, you know, her existence. Right. So I, I think that, and I think so because she really does seem to enjoy herself yeah. at this party with these people. So with her sweet little sweater vest. And the no, fact she's is, like a, a brown little. And the vest, fact and I love is, it. yeah. And the fact is. By this point, just a few episodes in, it's very clear that Scully is a caretaker yeah. over Mulder. Mulder, will, she's Mul- maternal with him. Yeah. she really is in, in her own ha- way. Yeah, it's like she has been there for him in ways where, you know, we think about even just the second episode. You mm-hmm. know, with uh, when when he was, you know, getting on that when he was running out 
recklessly. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, out on that. He's um, so stressful. Secret military installation. Yes, and she like becomes Mama Bear. Yeah, the, deep, and, like, the deep throat episode. Yes, and she like throws down for him. Right. So M- Mulder doesn't really take care of himself. He his obsession goes beyond right. even his regard for himself. And he didn't even see that. Like that's no. the thing. Like he was too again obsessed. He didn't see the right. part where Scully straight up t- almost took out like right. a Secret Service dude to rescue him. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Ugh, so, Queen Scully. Yeah, she's great. So let's go back to Mulder in New Jersey. So okay. Mulder decides that the only way he's going to really find out what's going on with this this Jersey Devil business is to go to ground zero. So he traverses into the homeless community of Atlantic City because the victim, our most recent victim, yes. was a homeless man. Right. Asking, he, so he goes, so he goes, asking if anyone knew Roger Crockett, the homeless man who was murdered. He's approached by a very kind homeless man who knew Roger. Right. The man leads Mulder into an alleyway. He asks for money in exchange for the information. The man rummages through his makeshift shelter and produces a strange drawing of a mysterious figure. The drawing is of what appears to be an unnaturally tall, nude, humanoid figure with long, shaggy hair. Right. The man said he found the drawing in a jacket and that he's seen the figure from the drawing digging from the trash. He informs Mulder that the figure is terrifying the homeless camp. They're very afraid of of this. That's sad. Yeah. Because they have no protection, right? Right, yeah. So Mulder gives the homeless man his hotel room key as an act of kindness. So Mulder is staying at a hotel... So he says, look, I'm, yeah, I'm at this hotel. Here's yeah. my key. You know, get a good night's sleep, you know. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And he decides to stay the night at the homeless camp, hoping to encounter this figure. That's next level dedication. Yes. So this is Mulder staying in a homeless camp, you know. Yeah, he's got a Sherlock Holmesian type of obsession yeah. for sure. That night, Mulder hears a rustling in the alley and sees lurking in the shadows a nude humanoid figure with long, unkempt hair, matted hair, rummaging through trash. We can't really make out much because the creature is really covered in shadows, but it looks like a person. Yeah, that's it looks naked. like a human form. Right. That's naked. Yes. And the behavior and sounds it makes, though, yeah, don't sound human at all. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> it's for sure Sounds creepy. very much like an animal. Mulder isn't able to observe it for long as whatever this is picks up his scent like it smells him. Yeah. And then immediately takes off fleas. Mulder gives chase. Whatever this is, it's incredibly limber, physically agile. It's able to scale a small building. Mulder whistles at it as someone would an animal. He mm-hmm. kind of he kind of whistles like yeah. he whistle for a horse or which I thought a, was interesting that he that that he did that I think, on the well, fly. He, he heard it, and I think he thought if it's behaving like an animal, it would respond. Yeah, to, I, I just thought that was neat. Yeah, that he did the that. figure stops and turns. He gets its attention, and it stares in curiosity at Mulder. For a few moments before local law enforcement arrives, it's police. They think Mulder is a homeless man. Right. So <laughs> basically like, you know, talking crazy. Uh. He tries to say that there's someone on the roof, but uh, they don't listen to yeah, him. They take him into cult- the custody. Lots of commentary on local police Yeah, work not great here. On this. It's- local police in a tourist hub. Which we're going to get. Yeah, to. that's true. Okay, so that and that's a factor this for is what, sure because this that's is, Atlantic yeah. City. I mean, like, well, well even on. you know, it, it kind of beckons of Jaws. You know, the whole yeah, the Chief Brody versus the Mayor of Amity, right? Mm-hmm. Amity beats friendship, right? Those beaches will be open, right? Mulder is visited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, oh, Mulder is vi- Mulder is visited by an irate Detective Thompson. 
the guy that interrupted them when they were at the morgue. Ah, yes. Mulder accuses Thompson of withholding evidence that Thompson knows full well something is stalking the streets of New Jersey at of night. Course. He shows him the drawing, and of course Thompson shrugs it off. Well, and <laughs> to be fair, in that moment when he's like, how do you know? And he's like, bam, it looks like a child's drawing. And I was, I was kind of like, Mulder. listen, Mulder, there are ways to make your but case, and I don't feel like you tapped into the best way. This is Mulder who is, <laughs> oh, dear. But he is in the zone. Because, right? yeah, this, is the, this was the picture we posted for our, our teaser of the episode, was the, <laughs> the child-looking drawing. Most of the time, he's put together. Most of the time, he steps ahead of everyone. And even when he's quippy, he's still within his, you but, know, he can contain it. But when he thinks he's close to whatever it is he's after, mm-hmm. he does seem incredibly unreasonable. He, and gets, kind of, he gets, like, aggressive. Yeah. For sure. And, like, and there's no Scully here to round him out. Right. That's important. So he's just a loose cannon right now. Yeah, he just seems like some nut. It's interesting that he's going after a humanoid who's like an animal. He he kind of yeah. reverts but, to that kind of behavior here. But don't be mistaken. Thompson is behaving very inappropriately. No, he's nasty. It's very clear he's hiding something. Yes. So that doesn't excuse Thompson's bad behavior. No, no, Thompson's the worst. But, I mean, Mulder is... De- we, we just know, we know what's happening with Mulder. Right. But Mulder needs help. So who does he call? Scully. He's for the resting. He calls Scully from Atlantic City the next day, and she gets him out of police custody and takes him out to eat. Mulder's like stuffing his face with eggs. Aww. Looks like uh, he looks like crap. Five o'clock shadow and everything. Mulder knows he saw something and is beginning to question whether or not the devil is a cannibal. Because it went through the trash, it didn't threaten Mulder. See, this is Mulder. He'll, huh, put, well, yeah. he'll put himself in harm's way to try to understand whatever it is he's after. That's so, where him as a scientist. Trumps right. him as an FBI agent. Right. So we're building up to a Mulder moment. He's getting, yep. he got a glimpse. He's like, wait a minute. I don't know if this is just some rabid, carnivorous, you know, creature that's just attacking whatever. Right. Right. Well, Scully can't take Mulder just at his word. There's no evidence. He's got this, like you said, this little scrawled drawing here, <laughs> you know, that scrawled on paper. Um, right. It you know, seems of no value whatsoever. Mulder wants to press forward. Of course, of course. He 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 think he knows. He's he's not. He's on his something. instincts are not wrong. Right. He's just he he's wild eyed and bushy tailed. He can't. He's 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 so he thinks he's close, so he's not thinking and communicating clearly. Right. Scully though cannot help. She's got to get back to DC again. Mm-hmm. And Mulder's like, "What's going on? And what is going on?" This time she does have a date. This time she does have a date with Rob. Old Rob. And Mulder doesn't even, he, he doesn't act jealous. He just goes, can you cancel? <laughs> no, I he, like, do, he doesn't wow. act jealous or anything. I mean, I, I, not that we would expect him to. No. Not that we're, not, I mean. No, because he's in the zone. He's not, right. he's he not goes, thinking about that. If it were a regular day, he'd probably kind of banter with her a little bit. Right. But he's like, can you cancel? Because I need cancel? you. cancel? Yeah. Because the it, mission. <laughs> and this is what Scully says, quote, unlike you, Mulder. I would like to have a life. So again, this is the question that Scully really is kind of asking herself. But she, you know? but does she even mean that? Really, is the is the issue because ah. she? I don't think she knows what. Because the thing is, she. It depends on her definition of what a life means. And right now, in her, in this moment, right. she means having a life means stability, settle potentially settle down, go on dates. Yes. See my potential for the other half of my life. So right. right now, that's what having a life means. Right. So ultimately, Scully is 
not going to help. She's going to get back. She, right. She's not moving on this. Mulder is unable to get her to stay, and he needs help. He does. So he has to go back. He's got to go back with Scully. But they decide to go to the University of Maryland to do some further investigating and get some get some clarification yes, and, and right. you know get an opinion. So they're not stopping, or at least Mulder definitely is not stopping the investigation, but he can't do it in Atlantic City any longer. Right. So they go to the University of Maryland where they meet Dr. Diamond, played by actor Gregory Sierra. And this is where we get some deep exposition about what this episode is really dealing with, maybe some real issues. You know, X-Files oftentimes asks some really deep questions, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. existential questions that, you know, uh, I think are still debated, you know, not more than just is there life on other planets. Right. There's also, you know, other deeper questions that, that are discussed, like uh, Do- Dr. Diamond presents, in his mind, he's a professor, humans are at the top of the world's food chain. And, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about something similar with Godzilla last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we were. So in Dr. Diamond's mind, he says, look, we are the tip of the evolutionary spear. Yep. We create life, but we also destroy other species' chance True. of survival as we progress. And even Scully kind of speaks up, and he's, like, impressed. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Mulder poses the question of basically, what if something enters the food chain above us? To which Dr. Diamond dismisses praising the superior intellect of humans and hailing them as rulers of the world. And that's, you know, something still debated, you yep. know. How much should humans, how much should mankind act as if we're these great arbiters of what goes on? The right. Earth? Again, that, or should we even view the human race as something that is on top of anything right. or just part of, something of a large. whole? Right. I think that's the, always the argument. Of course. Then Mulder has his moment. This is what we've been yep, leading up the to. the Mulder moment. He poses it as a question. What if, through some fluke of nature, a human was born, but though it was human, it reverted back to its most carnal instincts, a kind of carnivorous Neanderthal? So that's our Mulder moment. Right. In other words, this is what's happened. Right. This is what's going on. This is what we're dealing with. Right. We're dealing with a human. For with- whatever reason, is feral. Right. Dr. Diamond says it's highly unlikely, though not completely impossible, that a species that Mulder is just describing uh, would somehow survive in the woods of New Jersey so long, undetected. And Mulder says, but is it possible? And right. Dr. Diamond has to say, as someone with a scientific yeah. mind, he's like, well, yeah. Well, of course it's possible. Possible, Maybe right? Maybe not probable. But we know this has happened. This has happened. Yeah. People have, this has happened. Right. So we, you know, viewers know that this could be possible. Yeah. That evening, Mulder pours through evidence, and Scully goes out with Rob. Rob, which I, <laughs> this is what I like. Okay, I like when when, I, when we think of you know who's the ultimate guy in X Files. Mulder. Mulder. Who's the ultimate lady in X Files? Scully. Scully. Right. We we ship them. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but so when whenever you know Scully's on a date, or if we you know I don't even, I'm trying to think if Mulder ever has any kind of. Dates on the know. show. I don't know. I, I, I feel like know. crime is his date. Yeah. Like, just... But the bottom line is, is that you know when we look at stories where we really like a male and a female character, any other male and we're fem- like mad. Yeah, any other person outside of the of their bubble that comes in to to engage with them, we almost see as like a threat. Like yes, you know, of course, because we're protective, of right, them, of their sanctity, so to speak. Right. I, I don't want to see Scully 
you know I don't care if they like if like saying I pretending I don't know the end right. of the story I don't care if they ever get together y'all get to date nobody yeah I don't want to <laughs> see Scully traipsing around with anyone but Mulder <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. uh, the bottom line is uh, uh the show does a good job because Rob is an actual nice guy yeah he's sweet He's a sweet There's guy. There's no double motive. He's not a jerk. They didn't paint him as a jerk. And I just thought that, that was responsible of the writers. I'm like, that's good. Yeah, no, he's I, a sweet sweater vest 90s right. guy. I think about Mrs. Doubtfire. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because Stu. Stu was great. He's a good guy. And he was cute. He was. He's but, cuter but, than Daniel. But I have instead, to, I mean, of making, instead of making Stu a jerk to, to pit against Daniel, right. they made him a nice guy. Which made the, which made the conflict more realistic. And it forced us to kind of focus on the fact that Mrs. Doubtfire is Daniel's journey to becoming a better man, right? Because and more it, responsible. because Daniel was at fault, right? So well, I mean, uh, not fully, but that's for the we're episode. going to that. Don't worry, that that's movie episode, that movie's right. happening. But Rob is a good dude. He is, he's but sweet. Scully, it doesn't matter because Scully is struggling at this date. She's bored. Right. It's very clear. But also, again, I want to I want to point out the um, wardrobe because again, we always see Scully, we see Scully in a lot of a lot of deep reds. A lot of deep greens, grays, blacks. Well, she's she, wearing this lacy, white, yeah, gorgeous it's, dress. It's very different from what she her wore. Her hair's she, up. Her hair's never up. Yeah. Hardly, hardly ever up. Which is like an elegant kind of look. Yeah, we're getting a a, a definite, um, completely other side of the. Yes, and she is just—I mean, she's gorgeous already. She's she's gorgeous no matter yeah. what. But like, she just looks lovely and sweet and light and like. You know, and they they try to connect over dinner. That well, she's she, trying to be light, but she can't. Well, she, the guy's what I'm cutting, saying is yeah. she looks light, but she's not feeling it because, like, he's like, "So you want to talk about your job?" She's like, "Well, I really can't." Right, it's horrific. But when he goes to cut his steak, she's watching it, and she's immediately her mind's going back to the case to the X Files. Yeah, and that's what that's when she's like, I, "I don't think you want to hear about my work over dinner." Right, and Rob is kind of a like a white collar job guy. His job seems pretty. I guess it's like taxes or something. Yeah, like it, it just it doesn't seem very adventurous. It's predictable, right? Scully gets a page from Mulder. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> and she is very happy about the interruption. So we're starting to see that. Well, yeah, she's she's trying it out. Right. Scully is exhilarated by this adventure. Yes, and this uncertainty. I mean, look, if Scully decided that she wanted to be a family woman, she'd still be a hero to me. I'm just saying. But this is more than just a career. What we are finding in this episode is that what she's doing with Mulder is a calling. Yeah, she's presented so she with a choice in this episode. She can't, yeah, but she's finding that she can't, this, whatever the, you know, she doesn't have a burden for Mulder. The burden has her. Yeah, right. The burden has her. Like, right. It, she can't escape it and she doesn't want to no she doesn't she she's she's happy to to get out of the situation and get back into her pantsuit right kick some butt right so here's what had happened uh Mulder had gotten a call from ranger bull who found another body in the woods not a victim but possibly something else a male that had been dead six to eight months with physical description similar to the devil Uh oh so that means there's more than one Right. Because we're dealing with one now. Right. So, yeah, we've already seen one living, running around. Right. So Mulder, of course, you know, is telling Scully about this. And Scully's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, she's not that upset about her date being interrupted. Nope. So we're back to New Jersey. Our heroes are shocked to find that the body that Ranger Bull found disappears. So we have another disappeared body. Yeah, no good. Right. 
we had a well, well, excuse me, we have a, a an autopsy report that disappeared. Right. Yeah. Now we have a body that disappeared. Yes. So another more evidence is gone. More evidence about this case is gone. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Mulder senses a conspiracy. Atlantic City is a tourist hub, and he's certain that Detective Thompson and the rest of local law enforcement in Atlantic City are keeping this whole case under wraps so as not to deter people from coming. Right. Mulder, Scully, now with Park Ranger Bull, and Dr. Diamond, he's there because this is his field. Yeah, he's, he's like, wow, like, this is something. Like, if this is something, I want to be there to see it. Exactly. So they convene in Atlantic City to search for what Mulder now surmises is the female mate of the dead male devil right. found by Ranger Bull. And I'm only using the term devil because they, That's were, what they, call it, yeah. they call it the Jersey Devil. The plan is to capture her alive, since this will be groundbreaking scientific stuff here. Right. They're, they're, they profit very little if she's dead, uh, to, to be honest. Yeah. They begin searching for the devil in an abandoned warehouse near where Mulder first saw it. Dr. Diamond finds clues that something has been there. Right. But there's a problem. Local law enforcement are now converging because... You know, they, we got our local our local right. scene again. They're keeping track of obviously what they you know what Mulder and them are doing. Mulder's back in town, right? Because in the end, this is public. This is good or bad publicity right. for their town. So, the, so, so that's where local law enforcement's minds going. So be. Mulder came back. Scully came back. Here comes Thompson and his troops. Yeah. Right. Yep. As they search, Mulder and Scully have a debate about human evolution. Mulder puts forth the question: Are humans any better than this creature that they're hunting? Are humans just beasts with big brains? Scully, of course, defends that with saying, hey, listen, we're, it's clear, you know, we have a greater capacity for understanding good and bad, right. you know, and, and she, she presents a good argument, but Mulder also presents a good question, you know, so. Right, because if these humans have, have reverted to animal tendency, we're not dealing with good and evil. We're just dealing with nature. Right. Dr. Diamond is caught by local law enforcement, you know, walking around, and he tries to cover from Mulder and Scully saying, look, I don't know who they are, I'm just an anthropologist, but, you know, Thompson isn't buying it. All right, right. In an amazing turn of events, Mulder encounters, quote-unquote, the, the, Jer- the Jersey Devil. She attacks Mulder, knocking him to the ground, and then disappears, and then slowly reemerges from the shadows, like in this dark room. yeah. She kind of comes out of nowhere. She's fast, and she's strong. She crawls over Mulder, but seems more curious about him mm-hmm. than anything else. When Mulder attempts to sit up, she becomes frightened yeah. and strikes him in the chest and then flees. Which, again, is much like an animal. If they're, if they're you know, a cornered animal is going to attack. Right. Even if they're not a hostile creature. Yeah. She's injured Mulder, but not seriously. Scully saves the day. <laughs> she comes in. She, you know, she sees that Mulder, and she's a medical doctor. Yeah. It's not just a great FBI agent. She's a, an actual doctor. Yeah. Uh, Mulder says the woman was beautiful. He, well, <sighs> and, which Brooke kind of laughed at. But I'm thinking, okay, Mulder has had contact with an extraordinary yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. So he's still in that moment. He's like, it was. She was beautiful. Yeah. And I guess. And I guess for at first, I was like, what the heck? Like, because <laughs> like, okay, yeah, what? Because she, she's a, a, a naked wild person. But then I was like, well, he is a scientist, and like we've like we've mentioned. Sometimes the scientist leads before the FBI agent in in Mulder. Right. And in this yes. moment, he is the scientist in the wild encountering the subject. And that, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, 
Dr. Allen in Jurassic Park when he you know right. first sees the dinosaurs. He's just, oh my God. You right, know? yeah. He's, so it's he's that kind emo- of moment. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's Except an, the T-Rexes do not have female anatomy. Yeah, but, but it's an know, emotional whatever. experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's an emotional experience. Right? right, right. So the Jersey Devil is played by Claire Stansfield. And she's, she's ah. actually billed as the Jersey Devil. She's English, and she is a very... She actually is gorgeous when a, they show her. Yeah, later. she's a very attractive woman. Yeah. So she is beautiful. But even as the Jersey Devil, though, she, like, you can see like yeah. she actually but, is beautiful. But I think Mulder had a... Had a it, was, it was a much deeper... It yeah. wasn't just a... You Physical. know, I think it was like, man, like, as a, as a, I guess, a scientific specimen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...of something. So Mulder has been face-to-face with something that, you know... Is essentially a yeah, it's a, an anomaly, right? So then Mulder begins to advocate for her. You know, he's right. been injured by her, but he says, "Look, if she wanted me dead, she would have killed me then." Yeah. As Doctor Diamond attempts to get information from Mulder, they find that local law enforcement has cornered the woman. Oh dear! Mulder, Scully, and Doctor Diamond rush to the scene, with Mulder desperately trying to stop Detective Thompson from killing her. She attacks an officer and flees into the woods where law enforcement gives chase. Mulder, Scully, Ranger Bull, and Diamond follow. They're a great foursome together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they see the woman. Bull is able to shoot her with a tranquilizer. It hits her, but amazingly, she, she like doesn't slow her down. Yeah. She keeps going. They continue their pursuit, and then more shots are heard. When our four heroes follow the sound, they arrive to a tragic scene. The woman's been shot, and she's dead. Uh, Mulder in this really tender moment, he he actually closes her eyes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's really sad. Uh, he turns to Thompson, who had ordered the killing, and, of course, and, and has no remorse. When asked why he killed her, when asked, excuse me, when asked why he killed her, he responded, "This is Thompson. The same reason you'd kill a rabbit animal." Lord. And then Scully steps forward because it looks like Mulder's like ready to like. He rumble. was ready to bow up. Yeah. And Scully just steps and uh, Mulder. Yeah, and I was like, "Look, look!" I was like, "There's, here comes right. Mom." She's like, "Honey, yeah. don't." <laughs> yeah. Well, she does have. This... She has a. She knew, like, if I, if I, if I don't, he's gonna keep Her, going. It's, it's gonna get yeah, worse. Yeah, and it's it's not just. Um, I think she is maternal, but it's more than that too. I think it's the fact that. Just her reason goes further than Mulder's. True. Her reason, her rationale. Right. Also, she knows if if Mulder does what I'm afraid he's about to do, there are implications to his career. Oh yeah. To me, like you know, she's thinking ahead, and yeah. she and and of course uh, the crown of it all, she cares about it. Yeah. So Mulder, uh, excuse me. So Scully steps forward to tell Mulder that's enough. Right. As Mulder is both. Yeah. Hor- she didn't even say a word. Yeah. As as Mulder is both, and we are horrified and enraged at Thompson's actions. Right. Which, and I think though, in that moment when we watched, I said, oh, so they learned nothing from 1947 right. to now. They did the exact same thing. Yep. Something we don't understand. Let's we, kill it. Uh, yeah. And, and they, again, much a, like the conversation we talked about last week with Godzilla. Yeah. Which is why I didn't like Godzilla. Right. The 98 version, which is the idea of, you know, we're living our lives. We're existing. The human race. Oh yeah. We're great. You yeah. know, and here comes this monster, and we don't understand it. So, so we kill th- it. The movie is about how. Look, I, look I'm not excusing. <laughs> look, what would you do if some big lizard's tearing up New York, right? I mean, yeah. But again, the whole issue was, you know, Godzilla is more than that. So, but but it's very it connects right right to it. Does I know? That. Funny how week to week there we're kind of uh, dealing with the same theme. We're here. dealing with the same theme as last but week. But yeah, which I mean, is in 1947, idea. they can't even see the thing, and they just kill yeah, it. Oh, I see it. Blah, 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 blah. And then here we go. This you know woman who's running from you 
right. and kill it. Yeah, she was laying face down. I mean, it's not like she was attacking. She was right. running away. It was so it's even, it's even sadder. It's even sadder. Yeah. So we go to one week later at FBI headquarters. Mulder goes through the case evidence, dejected. Scully arrives with the autopsy of the woman, and here is what they found, guys. Fragments of human bone in her di- tr- digestive tract. Right, which is not great. I mean, she should, you know, they are eating people. So, <laughs> so. but no, the people who were um, attacked, and, and that, that speaks to why why they were doing it. I'm not saying that looked like what happened to the, the, the father right. in no, 1947 was tragic, but it, it's acting territorial. Right. They were they were in his spot. Yeah, they, yeah. The, the, this family and again, had they're an, they, for all intents and purposes, are animals. Well, it's like if you go to a bear's den, yeah. <laughs> and the bear attacks you. The bear is just doing what the bear does. Right, she's protecting. The bear's not being evil. Yeah. It's horrible what happens to a person if they get attacked by an animal. But you know, if you're if you're if you walk up on a bear's cubs, yeah. the bear's going to do right. what nature intended for the bear right. to do. Well, and again, it begs the question: you know, Humanity a, has expanded so much. We have lost the ability to understand when we're on somebody else's land or something else's land. We right. just assume it's all ours. Right. So, you know, there, it, it, again, it goes into a deeper discussion yes. of we, why, are we, why have we lost that awareness? Right. You know, I don't know. You can go super deep into it. So, fragments of human bone in her digestive tract. Excuse me. It's a hard word to say. <laughs> She's aged 25 to 30 years. Dr. Diamond does an autopsy, but found no evidence of prehistoric physiological characteristics. The woman, and this this is what's unfortunate, they completely take away the science and the mystery from it because they list the woman as a Jane Doe, and authorities are now searching for her identity. And Mulder's like, they won't find it. Right, no. Because this is an X-File. But now they said, no, it's a Jane Doe. I'm like, no, this isn't a Jane Doe. This is a very, very significant scientific... Right, because we, you know, we don't understand the circumstances of why these... Because I think it's... For, for one person to be out in the wild and feral, right. that's one thing. This but is for a, it to find a mate, that means... There's some kind of uh, right, order. Right, like how is that happening? There's some kind of order Because there, it's right? not like this, pers- this, this person got lost at like three years old and was just surviving right. in the wild. Like, there's something else going on here. Yeah, a couple more details. One, uh, the final one being the most significant. The male uh, body was also examined that, that Ranger Bull had yes. found, uh, aged 40 years. Another final detail is that the autopsy showed that the woman had given birth at some point. Yep. Mulder then gives his conclusion. The woman wasn't a cannibal, but was rummaging through the trash for food and attacking people in the woods she saw as threats to protect her offspring. Right. This explains the attacks as far back as we know, as far back as 1947, as there likely have been generations of these wild men and women who have lived in the New Jersey woods and were not being sadistic, but rather territorial. Yes. As an animal. Again, they were, for all intents and purposes, they were animals. Mulder is leaving to head to the Smithsonian to talk to an ethnobiologist about the case when the phone rings. It's for Scully. Mulder is still yeah, on the like, mission. He just goes, here's for you. It's Rob. Nice as ever. And asks Scully out on another date to Cirque du Soleil. With their kid. With, well, well, no, that their know, kid with his, with his. Well, you kid. know, Brooke kind of was like, "Man, already." I think. Yeah, no, that's oh, fast. He, he, he invites her to the beach with his kids. Yes, at, during at dinner, the date. During which the is, date again. That's a lot. But you have to understand, Rob is a like he was maybe in his early forties. Mm-hmm. He's an adult. He's been married. He's had kids. He's done this thing. I just I, feel I like the just, first date's a little uh, quick to be like, "Hey, come hang out with I my child." Re- I just think he's he just he knows what he wants. Right, he's right, been right. through. The, I mean, that's fair. You do you. I mean, yeah. I would be a little overwhelmed if it were me. 
<laughs> if I were Scully. We don't hear Scully's answer, but we get it. As Mulder requests a car, Scully appears. I know. So I was like, watch. Watch her show up. Yeah. <laughs> and she does accompany him to the Smithsonian. But what does she say? She says, when he says, well, I thought you, uh, yeah. what is it? She says, um. You uh, well, he's like, we're well, not your type or something. Oh, or what is he not your type? She goes, well, uh, something, well, she, she, she echoes what she said about having a life. Yeah. In that moment. I can't remember the exact quote now. But we, it's clear Scully has made her choice. Yes, and she flips her logic. Yeah. She flipped her logic between, you know, having a life meaning, I got to be stable, I got to have the kids' birthday parties and, and date Rob. Right. But now she is like, no, I choose this. I pick this. I do pick this. And maybe that's not taking anything else off the table. No. Necessarily. It's just, but this is where this she's This is called. what I want right now. It's a calling. Like I said, she yeah. she doesn't have a burden for Mulder in this. The burden somehow has her, and she can't get away from it. And right. she doesn't want to, but she's she's attracted to it. Right. And what I like about it is it shows us, the viewers, her choice, her her um invo- her voluntary participation yes. in this wild quest. It's not She's not at the whim of Mulder. No, she's She is not. a willing... Participant and and I dare say leader. In if it she as truly well. wanted, if she truly wanted a life as far as okay, I'm just going to be a, I'm just going to be a like a spectator sort of, of this or, thing. or right or just you know what I'll just I'll do my job in the FBI, yeah, play it safe mm-hmm. in my career and have a great guy like Rob and have some kids and stuff. If she wanted that, she would have done it. And she is yeah, she's a master of her own fate. Right. I have no. She, doubt she could do absolutely yeah. whatever she wanted to do. So yeah, this is clear that she's. Yeah, I not, just love that though. Yeah. Like she's like, no, I'm, I'm like, put all my chips in. Right, I'm in. Even though she has her doubts, I think about the case. I, I'm sure she probably sees the inconsistencies and how strange it is. Mm-hmm. But she isn't like, oh, I believe in the Jersey Devil. Right. But she's still going to go with Mulder. But Mulder makes and, room for her. Yeah. Like he, he's never like, well, you're stupid. Right. He's kind of like, it's fine. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. It's it's the the differences in their philosophies. They each make room for the other, even when they don't agree. No, it's, that's how so it's far. To, yeah. You know what and I mean? That's and that's what I love. Be, yeah, I just they they have a great a great relationship. Absolutely. Meanwhile, in the woods of New Jersey, back to New Jersey again. I know. A father and son are hiking. The son claims he saw something strange in the woods. To which the dad responds by telling him the legend of the Jersey Devil. They walk on beyond our sight, and their voices fade away, not realizing that they are being watched. Behind them, from a dense thicket, crawls a child with long, matted hair and a curious expression across his dirt-covered face. I hate it. They did have a child. I hate it. That makes me really sad. And, of course, it's not over. Who knows? Well, and I also... Well, and the problem with that is I wonder, oh, is that the last of their kind? Or is there a, like... Uh, a not, Jersey you know. Devil community somewhere <laughs> under I, the brush. I don't know, you know. And, it may, just, and if it is the last of its kind, it makes me sad. Life finds a way. Well, okay, Ian Malcolm. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You're not wrong. It <laughs> is sad, <laughs> but I think that uh, it also says that well, it's not over. Yeah. And honestly, I, I would have liked to have seen some comeuppance for uh, Thompson, but you know we don't get that. Oh, then he well, just... and that happens often. That's a theme in the show it, it is that is. the people who are jerkwads, like they often just go continue being jerks yeah, elsewhere. And the secrets because that's life. Yeah, and the secrets rest with Mulder and Scully, but right. no, no one else's. I know. do appreciate that only because, unfortunately, in life we just don't always get things wrapped in a bow. Sometimes people jerks keep being jerks. So yeah, it's certainly. it's while we're dealing with very crazy paranormal material we are also met with real life absolutely and how 
it's just, you know, it just happens. Yeah. So it was a good episode. I, I enjoyed it more. Yes. You know, watching it. You know, for, in prep for the show. And yeah, I also and, think that when we watch things for the show, we we are we're watching with such a, such intention. Yeah, well, we enjoy yeah. things differently. And after coming off like um, tombs and then Con- yeah. conduit, which I thought were really good episodes, uh, I wasn't looking forward to this one. And then after watching it again, I was like, I really like this one. Yep. I don't know why. Just looking at Scully's kind of really looking on the Scully side of things as far as what she's dealing with in her personal life because I don't know how. You don't know much about Mueller's we don't, personal Yeah, life. we don't, and we still don't get too much in this episode, but we get just enough to really yeah. be able to relate to her in a different way. Yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed it, you know, the Jersey Devil. And we're looking forward to continuing to reopen more X-Files as we continue on. Yep. Not sure what we're doing next week. We'll find out. <laughs> That's how it's been for the last few weeks. We live from week uh, to week here. I mean, sometimes we know, sometimes we don't. Right. I don't know. Well, you know, we ne- those of you who are, you know, schooling at home we are going back into our school building next week so we've been kind of our heads have been in the books a little bit preparing yep well if you have been with us throughout this episode for any amount of time we hope you made it the whole way but we just uh, for any amount of time you've been with us we want to say thank you your time is valuable and limited and we just always want to say that you know it's something that you know, means a lot that you would spend your time with us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And where can they find us on social media? Alrighty. If you are on Instagram, which that is where we spend a lot of our time. It's where we kind of hang out and connect with all you guys. Um, so we definitely encourage you to be there. We're um, at the tape store, just the tape store. Very easy. We're also on TikTok uh, by the same name at the tape store. If you're on Twitter, we're the tape store pod. And if you'd like to drop us an email, which we'd love to hear from you, we're at uh, the tape store podcast at gmail.com. We thank you. It was great seeing you. We hope to see you again next week for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on the Tape Store Podcast. Again, this was The Jersey Devil, Season 1, Episode 5 of The X-Files. And we will again, we'll see you next week with something else great to talk about. (laughs) So this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Saying, have a great week. Take care.